0: Yeah, 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 yeah yeah, hey, yeah, 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 I'm going to say it different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the 14th <laughs> <Nine> podcast. my <laughs> day,
1: KT. It's your boy, Gualamese World.
0: Hey, we're in episode 172. We getting close <laughs> to 200. Episode 172, you know what I'm saying, on this lovely evening. We got special guests in here, you know what I'm saying, straight out of Detroit. Hey Michigan. what up though?
2: Hey. Yeah, they say what up
3: shout dude? out to the
1: city. <laughs> what up, That's
0: the dance you'll be doing right
2: there. Oh god. What
3: up
0: <laughs> <laughs> you be listening to Sada Baby?
2: I do. Yeah, he be mm-hmm. dancers and
0: BFB, what's the name? BFB the Pac-Man or something like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Y'all so funny. Those yeah, not even funny. my favorite artists. Those not even my favorite artists, but I'm gonna let it rock though. What? No, I, I, I rock I
0: rock with them though. They should they should be funny.
1: You know what I'm
2: saying? I ain't saying they ain't got their stuff going on. I'm just saying those not my personal favorites out the city. I
0: feel, I feel. Man, they want to see like, me do uh, my
1: dance in these thousand dollar pants, like Y N J.
2: YNJ. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. My cousin is actually one of my favorite artists out the city.
1: Hey, you gotta um, shout him out. You gotta yeah, shout put him. us on. Put on. I
2: do. Okay, okay. So definitely shout out to MTF, uh, Money Team family. John is definitely my favorite artist, um, and then Cash Dow definitely one of my other favorites. Shout out to the females that's rep in the city. Hey.
3: For
1: sure. For sure. For sure tf
3: okay
0: don't let me find yeah. that don't let me find that i'll put it on the screen
2: don't worry i'm gonna go ahead and send it to y'all when we done
0: so, so <laughs> no we're gonna find it before we done but we, got, we, got
2: you?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got mariah bailey in here out of detroit michigan how you doing ma'am The i'm good
2: how are you definitely uh appreciate y'all for having me today i'm excited
1: we appreciate you for letting us have you you know you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with the 1409
2: i am shout out to 1409
0: and with that being said let's get to
2: the i'm back <laughs> yes
0: you're back welcome back i'm back <laughs> to the world of shots you know what i'm saying i'm back baby you like let our guests do the toast so what would you like to toast okay to?
2: This toast is to success and a million dollars worth of game, as well as a million dollars in our pocket.
1: Hey,
2: it's on the way.
0: Hey, look at two. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's time for that trivia now. Ooh. Okay. Okay, you familiar with uh, the Detroit Pistons?
2: No, I lost already. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to lie to y'all. I don't keep up with sports. But I am familiar, you know, with with the team as a whole.
0: You got to know about this. What year was the Malice in the Palace?
2: Don't ask me. Don't embarrass me on here.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Who who was they facing when the Malice in the Palace happened? What team were they playing?
2: Look! Don't ask me that. I'm telling you. Don't ask me that. Don't embarrass me on here. Ask me. Ask me how old was I when they won the championship? Ask me that.
0: <laughs> okay, it was the same year. It was the same year. So what year? Okay. Was
2: it? So I was really a kid at the time. I remember my uncle took me downtown because they did a parade. I was ten years old. So this is
1: 2005.
2: Yes. 2004. Damn. I mean, damn. Damn. Yeah, you could say close, you
1: you could curse on here. We okay, damn,
2: <laughs> damn, I I knew I knew where I was in that time. I was ten. yeah shit. I was
0: close. Yeah, they won two thousand four, and then the next season it was still two thousand four. Like when the next season started, you know what I'm saying? But then that's when they had that fight with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah.
2: Okay. So don't ask me. That. I was a kid. You can't ask me about something that happened when I was nine and ten years old
1: it's all love
0: it's all love,
1: it's all love. Mm-hmm. hey that was before Ron Artest met a world peace <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> y'all funny
1: you throwing them bows him and Stat Jack
2: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: for sure for sure but since you so I know you have the answer to this question this next question what are three things people may not know about
2: you okay I can answer that
0: oh yeah oh no oh no <laughs> oh no oh no baby
1: no <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no
0: make sure y'all follow her on instagram at mb period the life coach, life coach you know what i'm saying and follow black american market on instagram you know what i'm saying Yeah. We're, we're gonna get into all what all that means momentarily here sure, yeah. yeah. real shortly real shortly real shortly also shot with all natural kinks you know what I'm saying? Go to allnaturalkings.com to get your natural hair care needs. Use the discount code 1409 for 20 percent off your entire order. Oh, your entire
1: order. Me? Yeah, yeah. Wait. There you go.
2: Okay, okay. Sorry about that. I got a phone call. See, people know what I'm doing. I don't know why, but
1: anyway, <laughs> put that thing okay. on airplane mode. <laughs> oh, don't I'm... put him, don't put on airplane mode. Put it do not disturb. You can put it on airplane
0: mode and still be on Wi-Fi? Well, if you got if you on Wi-Fi,
2: you know what we here. We we gonna yeah. figure it out. Okay, so, and I am on Wi Fi. I got good Wi Fi. Um,
1: Shout out to things, the Wifi. people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm trying to. All
1: right, all right, all right. Three things okay. people may not know about you.
2: Three things people may not know about me. One, uh, I'm double jointed in my arms, right? That was something that was weird. People people didn't really want to be my friend when I was a kid.
1: You got that flexible elbow.
2: <laughs> 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 um. My minor in my degree was in intelligence, focusing on behavior profiling and radicalization. So I'm smart for real. Okay. And
0: that's for you being smart for eight, real, <laughs>
2: look, not for fake, but for real. For real. Um. So for so. And three, I'm really more of a lover than I am a player.
0: You're more. I thought he was gonna say you're more of a lover than a fighter, I more of a lover <laughs> than,
1: of a than a player. Yeah, that
0: yeah, one, uh...
2: nah, nah. So, I always got a pickup line for everything. And everybody be thinking I'll be trying to run game on them, and I really don't. I'll be chilling, like, I'm really a lover for real. So, I had to put that out there. Like, um, I'm not no pimp, I'm not a, well, I am, I'm just not as much of a pimp as people think I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't wanna be so a player. Don't. I ain't a player.
2: I just crush your life. Okay,
3: okay. So, what was it
0: like being a player in Detroit growing up?
2: Um, that was the time when I realized I was really a lover for real. I wasn't. So, like, I'm not set up for the streets. I'm really one of those people that just like to kick rocks off the sidewalk, like, and really hang out on the curb. But I ain't meant for the streets for real. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Well, what was it but like me- growing up <laughs> <laughs> on, the <curb.
2: laughs>
3: hey,
2: on the curb? I ain't gonna lie, it's it's lit for real. I just be trying to play it safe. That's uh that's it. That's uh no.
0: No further questions.
2: Yeah, no, nah, you can't because I don't know. I don't know who watching, but but for everybody that's watching and potentially one of my options, just know that you're really the one for real. I don't care. I don't care about none of what I say on here. It's really you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is for entertainment and entertainment purposes. Hey, uh, I ain't
2: ain't gonna lie. I told the truth on that one. Whichever one of my um favorites is watching, you the one for real.
1: Come and see me for once.
2: Come and see me for twice. Not for once. Come see me for twice.
0: uh, Two nights. Nah, let me. We ain't gonna get crazy. (laughs) We not.
2: We not gonna do that.
0: what, What was it like growing up in Detroit, though? For real, for real.
2: Okay. Um. So. Am, am I being transparent? Like y'all want the real, yeah, the real, want real, real? okay, want the real. So, growing up for me was a lot different than people really thought it was. Like, um, and I'm actually in therapy for a lot of it now. Believe it or not, I'm a person that really believes in dealing with the things that you can't change and allowing that to help you to learn and love about the part of yourself that you may not like. Because whether you like it or not, those experiences do help to to shape some of the parts of you, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. So um, with that said, growing up in Detroit, it wasn't the the worst, but I would be remiss to say that it was the best. I've I've dealt with. few situations that may not have been ideal um and i just addressed it with my therapist so i'll share with you all like my grandma was really like my mom to me me and my mom are 16 years apart so me and my mom really grew up together we had to learn to love each other from a mother daughter perspective rather than you know just a grow as you grow type of perspective. And that was difficult for the both of us. And to be honest with you, that's something that we still try to try to grow through and we have our, our bumps and our hurdles. But it is what it is. And I love her for who she is and it's still a lot of room for both of us to grow and learn. Um but I held my grandma's hand when I was in kindergarten when her boyfriend had a knife to her throat. I remember my mom, you know, going through school to get her license as a farm tech and actually accomplishing that. And she did that with me. Um, my dad, he kind of, you know, he, he did his thing or whatever. But one thing I said about my dad is he loved me regardless. So it was a lot that I said all that to say it was a lot that I had to take the situation in the hand that was dealt to me, make the best out of it. Take the things that I didn't like from it and figure out how not to replicate that. And take the things that I learned from it and figure out how to make it better. Um, but yeah, Detroit, not that—that's not a place that you start or start over in. That's a place that you migrate to once you kind of get your foundation set. And thankfully, the city made—I—I I made the best out of the city.
1: For sure, man. Hit it with that. Hit it with that. 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 Yeah, 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 there
0: we go to the Detroit players. You know what I'm you saying? Know what
1: I'm saying from that don't, don't crush a lot. <laughs> they just crush <laughs> me.
2: <laughs> I do. I just crush a lot.
0: Yeah, we appreciate that real. We like that real. Like we get a lot of real on the episode, so we pre- we appreciate you keeping that trend going with the
1: real, bold,
0: bushes, and blunt. That's what we all about over here. What's he Definitely. 100.
1: I just yeah. want to congratulate you for taking the step to go to therapy, man. That's something that's like looked down upon in the black community man anytime i hear somebody you know focusing on their mental health and just like therapy anything that's helping construct your mental health i'm I'm all for it you know i feel like that's a hard step for people to take and being that you you know able to do it congratulations
2: It it is and i appreciate that and one thing that i will say i encourage everybody to find a therapist whether you feel like you had the hardest life or you know you just had a few things that you didn't like There are some things that you can convey to your friends and you pick and choose which ones you can talk to. But it's something about having a consistent person where you know like what we say here can't go nowhere. Um, What I tell you, I'm not being judged by it. And you helping me to synthesize and process how it is that I feel and what it is that I went through. And a lot of times, we we have our friends and we categorize them by which friends we got like we got our turn up friends we got Mm -hmm. our friends we do business with we got our friends that we know we can only tell certain things to to a certain extent and then there's other things that we feel like we we just have to keep to ourselves we can't tell nobody and it's just my personal belief that we weren't built we weren't built to keep secrets and when we keep those secrets to ourselves a lot of times they're attached to an experience So it's not necessarily that you want to tell the the secret, it's that you really want to grow through and learn from and process your experience. That's why you tell people. So I go to therapy so that I can express that and I can walk myself through those emotions and I can process them in a way that if I'm ever in a similar situation, I can learn how to articulate what it is that I feel effectively and in a way where we can figure out what we need to do from here to advance to the next level or leave it where it is and walk away from it in a space where nobody's hurt. Hey,
0: that's fine so basically you feel that speaking about those certain issues help you overcome those issues like processing
1: absolutely it, facts. absolutely
0: I like that. I like that. Like, like I said, we appreciate the honesty and the transparency yeah, about. We don't like one word answers or two word answers on here. We like the yes. answers. Yeah, yeah, no,
3: we
2: gonna yeah. have a conversation. We gonna have hey. a couple conversations.
1: You know what I was supposed to do, man? I was supposed to do this every time you said something fire, uh, drop some jewels. I was supposed to say, "Bam."
2: Hey, because we here.
1: facts, We here. Bam. Mm-hmm.
2: We could talk about that a little bit later though.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you uh played any sports or anything coming up or
2: okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. And I'm gonna be transparent, right? Cause we gonna laugh at me. I tried out for basketball, I was uncoordinated for that, right? <laughs> like I- <laughs> Like, I didn't make the team when I walked in the door. I was that uncoordinated. But they still let me try out, though. Like, I made one basket in the whole two-hour tryout that we had. That's bad. But it was the consistency and the and, and the persistence in it, right? So then fast forward past that. I made the cheerleading team, but I didn't smile enough. So they told me they were going to put Vaseline on my teeth so I would be forced to smile. I wasn't with that. You feel me? I I ain't like all the little cheesy shit. So I left cheer and I went to dance. And I was a pretty decent dancer. I just, you know, stuff happened in life when it comes to finding your thing and when you want people to kind of support that or you think that the people that love you should show up for you in those spaces. And when they don't, it's disappointing and sometimes it takes away from your love um, in that space. And that's kind of what happened with me with dad. So I I put a pause on that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the only thing that I was able to do. Don't ask me about tennis. Don't ask me about football. I was actually kind of good at street football until I hit puberty. But that's a whole other story for a whole other
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> puberty. I'm, yeah. i I'm curious. I'm curious.
2: All right. All right. So... It was me, my god brother, his friends, you know, the other kids on the block. So you know how everybody be playing at every block got this, this space where it was a house there, but it's not there no more. So that become the neighborhood football field. So boom, we there throwing the football, right? You feel me? Catch it in the chest. Cool. I hit puberty. And um,
3: bam, puberty
2: is set up. <laughs> The way puberty is set up for women, catching a football in the chest and running with it is not the most conducive to the overall environment. So I did that and I felt pain that I never felt before. And I started crying and I went in the house and I was like, I don't want to play with y'all no more. And I ain't caught a football since
0: it was over with.
2: Yeah, it was over with Pu- puberty, and here's something different. I, 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 I shout out yeah.
1: to puberty and the breast
2: assist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wasn't sure. even trying to go there, but that's that's the story. That's why I don't do I don't do sports primarily dominated by me. Yeah,
0: so, how did you get to down in Kentucky State though? What, what what led to that decision?
2: Okay, so cool. So you know, fast forward past puberty. And, you know, all the stuff that happened prior to that. I go to high school. I went to, shout out to Crockett Technical High School. I was the last class to graduate, right, um, in 2012. I wasn't even gonna go to college. My mama had got pregnant with my little sister my senior year of college. I was gonna go to a community college for nursing and, you know, stay at home and kind of work out the hours between her. I worked at Rivertown Fud Ruckers That was downtown Detroit um i worked there my senior year so i go to school go home change clothes put on my uniform make sure my little brother and everything was straight in the house and i went to work so that was my routine um in between that i had a mentor in high school and she was the delta shout out to the reds ooh, ooh, ooh.
3: Shout out um, to-
2: <laughs> She sat me down when I told her what my plan was. And she asked me what I was doing after high school. And she said, so you really not going to go to college. Like you you just don't let all that potential go to waste because you're going to be dividing your, your attention amongst things that don't have nothing to do with you. And I didn't really understand what that meant at the time because the baby was in the house that I lived in. My little brother was in the house that I lived in. My mama birthed me. And, you know, everything that comes with that environment, you feel like you're responsible for it when, in all honesty, you're not. So I did some reflection on that or whatever. And she pulled me out of my English class every day and told me I had to fill out college applications. That was the only way I was going to pass English. She didn't care about a paper. She knew I could write a paper. She didn't care about research. She knew I could do research. If I didn't, hit her office with five college applications, and she gave me a deadline. I was going to fail my senior year of high school. So I did that. Um, my VoTech teacher, I was um, in VoTech for a computer-aided drafting. I wanted to be an architect initially. And he kind of told me the same thing, which he was a little sexist, but we'll talk about that later. Um, when I told him what my plan was, he said I had to fill out five college applications. So they were kind of, you know, it, it was kind of a, a similar requirement. And I gave both of those to them. I told them when I got accepted to a HBCU, that was something that they both recommended. And I had to commit to those to the HBCU that I attended for me to pass both of their classes. And my Avotech grade was worth three grades. So I had four classes, one of them was worth three grades. And in order for me to get a B, I had to commit to the HBCU I got accepted to. So that's how I wound up at Kentucky State University. And it was the best decision that I could have made in my life.
0: Hey, Big face. Yeah. So do you feel like everyone should go to college?
2: So I'm not a person that believed that college is for everybody. But you don't know what's for you if you don't try if you don't test it if you don't you know figure it out it's like somebody offering you a food that you never tried before and you say oh I don't eat that at one point in time I ain't eat you feel me caviar at one point in time I didn't eat um you know oyster rockefeller that's one of my favorite appetizers now if if they got oyster rockefeller I'm in there so when I say that I mean you have to try it at least once and that's how you figure out not only what's for you, but you figure out things for yourself before other people introduce it to you. And that's one of the other concepts that I live by when I refer to dating yourself. You want to introduce yourself to as many first as possible, uh, as many first as possible without the association of another person that may invoke me emotional attachment. Um, the reason why I say that, how many times you, you've you been with somebody that was like, oh, no, I don't go here, me and such and such used to go here, or I don't do this, me and such and such used to do that, and it could have been something that you loved at one point in time. But because you experienced that and it has an attachment with somebody else, you can't enjoy something that a part of you really loves for real because of somebody else. So, circling back to the question about college, if you do it for you or at least try it for you it gives you the opportunity to make the decision based off of how you feel and what works for you whether it works or not without the emotional attachment or emotional obligation of somebody else
1: dang you made that sound like makes so much sense (laughs) Nah, because i I feel like i I feel like uh like with the college situation you know speaking Mm -hmm. on like my personal experience with college I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wanted to go to college, but I didn't want to go, like, as soon as I, like, graduated high school.
2: Okay. And, uh, and that's fair.
1: But, you know, my parents were pushing me. Like, you got to go to college. You feel me? So, I, I went, and I felt like I had a, I had identity struggle, like, in my first few years because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be, like, a business major. But mm-hmm. I really love engineering, like, science and math. Which I was good at and I love doing it. So I wanted to be an engineer. And it was just like I identity struggle. And then, you know, I tried to like do both. I ended up doing mm-hmm. a electronic engineering major with a minor in business. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, some things happened. And I left and I left it. college, but you know what I'm saying? But I I at least tried it and I, I agree with what you're saying. You just made it make so much sense. Like you gotta do it for you. I feel mm-hmm. like the process would have been like easier instead of like trying to find myself or somebody else like find myself for mm-hmm. me if that makes sense you know, what I'm saying? it
2: does it makes a lot of sense and that's what i think a lot of us struggle with which is why you know my personal bias is towards hbcus only because a lot of us and and this is the problem that people don't really recognize and part of the reason why i founded the company bam at 18 years old people say oh you grown you need to go out there jump off the deep end and figure it out realistically up until i turned 18 i was a professional kid the first five years of my life i was figuring out how to be a kid and what the rules of engagement were to what it was that i was doing Mm -hmm. so you want to take me out of my environment of mastering being a kid and tell me you expect me to to know what it is to be an adult that I've never been before. And you're throwing responsibilities on me like credit, making decisions that will impact the rest of my life, building relationships with people that I've never had to build relationships with before. And then you want me to set myself up for success that I've never seen before, especially if you look like us. A lot of us are first generation Business owners, first generation um, entrepreneurs, or you know, first generation six figure earners, even even at that space, and and for some of us, is first generation legally, but that's a whole different topic. Whatever it is, a lot of us are doing it for the first time in our family aspect ever. So it's a lot that we figuring out. It's a lot that we don't know. And it's a, it's a lot that we've never seen. So what people discredit often is the trauma that comes with success. People oft, often talk about the trauma that comes with you know failures and family dynamics and bad stuff that happens. Mm. When good stuff happens and, and you've never seen it before, you don't have anybody that you can talk to to help you to process how it is that you feel or the pressures that you feel about doing good. So circling that back to the idea and the decisions that come with college and, you know, having to make those decisions for you and being that that child for the first 18 years of your life, we as people don't have the resources, the people that we trust or the programs in place to help us transition from being a professional child to a functioning adult. And that's
1: what I aim to help us to do. So this is my question to you. Why do you feel like, uh, because me and a friend was talking about this a while back. Why do you feel like uh, in the black community, uh, professional kids, as you uh, said, are Mm -hmm. forced to become adults like faster? Cause you know, like some, some other, like, you know, they, they live with their parents until they like 27, 28, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But like facts and you know, like, 18 is like, like you said, like, oh, you grown, you got to make these decisions. Why do you feel like that's a thing in our community?
2: Cultural pressure and repeating what was done to them. It's almost like, and I don't want to use the term hazing, but it's almost like the term of, I only know how to do to you what was done to me. And if I turned out seemingly okay, you got to sink or swim. It's almost like black people have the pressure of pushing the baby bird out the nest. When we can take a little bit more time to teach them how to fly and let them determine their direction. And that's the part that I feel like we lack, and we need to, you know, transition more of our focus into. Um, so that hopefully that kind of answers your question as to why I feel like, you know, we do that. It's like, well, I got pregnant, my family put me out. So I had to figure it out or I went to college. My family told me I had to get a job and pay for it because they never had to pay for college before or whatever the case may be. It's this It's this level of it was done to me. So I only know to do it to you because I think I turned out all right. And I used to turn things loosely. It doesn't mean you didn't. It just means if you can't quantitate or if you can't confidently speak to your outcome and say, I'm okay with who I am, then I need you to be a little bit more open-minded about how I feel about how I turned out and how we can maybe adjust the knobs to make sure that not only am I better, but the next generation is better.
0: Yeah, you came on here speaking that real, like, bam! <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I want to get in the band, but I, I just want to get a little bit more stuff. So what, what was your experience like at Kentucky State University?
2: Okay, so... um honestly speaking my freshman year was dope right it was a lot for me to transition into so being from the city people be real antisocial. it was a little awkward for me when i first got there and everybody was speaking to me and being friendly kentucky was a different space and then being in college was a different space so i got there everybody was speaking right i went home this is the funny thing i went home like three weeks later um and that's when i got my first tattoo and so I go home and I'm speaking to people in a grocery store and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. So now it's like a blend of hospitality and you feel me aggression where I'm like, I said, how are you? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm OK. Or I said, excuse me. And people like, Girl, like, what the hell? We don't do that here. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was a transition for me because not only did I get pulled out of my comfort zone of what Detroit looked like and what my household aspect looked like, I got pulled out of the cultural appropriation um, and the cultural dynamic of the first 17 years of my life.
0: Well, you received a culture shock when you went to Kentucky State. Facts. You, 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 uh... you came back home from Frankfurt or whatever. <laughs> Literally. You got another culture Literally. shock. Literally. <laughs>
1: You, you was that cousin that went down south and uh, came back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> accent changed a little bit. and everything. You know
2: what's funny? Okay, so because that was a real thing. Three weeks later, I went from hearing everybody in Detroit saying bro, 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 bro to in Kentucky, everybody was like bruh, bruh, bruh. So I go home to Detroit now I'm saying bruh in the same context of where people say bro and they like well say that what are you doing here (laughs) hey bro? and and they're like yeah no you different you've been there too long and i'm like nah bro it's just and they're like hey bro we'll do that so (laughs) it it was that part and that, that was probably one of the the funniest highlights that i had but it still shows how when you pull yourself out of your norm expose yourself to what it looks like in a different area and realize that life is bigger than what you grew up around, who you grew up around, and the norms that you have, and you are more than welcome in life. Like life gives you a welcoming space to recreate your norms. When you realize that part, I think that's when life starts for each individual. And unfortunately, everybody doesn't reach that realization. For sure,
0: move on with and upward, huh?
2: hey oh god see you must (laughs) have done some research on the school because you keep dropping little pieces i appreciate that
0: hey you know you know we do right yeah we do a little research (laughs) okay
2: okay shout out Um. to the (laughs) thoroughbreds.
1: what what would you say uh was the hardest part about you know evolving and adapting like once you got the culture shock what would you say was the hardest part
2: the hardest part was realizing that i had to undo the things that i learned that i thought was right Mm. Um, A lot of times we, and, and it goes back to the point of, we feel like our world that it was shaped around is the only world that exists. And when you realize that it's life beyond your comfort zone, you have to unlearn some things. Therapy isn't a thing getting a real job and doing it right. You know, it is not a thing in some people's communities or you know, some people's norms. They grow up where everybody in the street, so they think that's their only option. Or you know, they grow up where everybody went to college and maybe college is not for them, so they feel like college is the only option. And and we grow up feeling like we're forced into the norm or um what our family tells us is supposed to be our norm. And it's difficult for us to figure out what our own identity is supposed to be. And so I think that was probably the the biggest reality check and the biggest thing that I had to unlearn, but also recognizing that it's okay to recreate what normal looks like for you, even if it's abnormal for everybody around you.
1: For sure. I love your answers.
2: (laughs) Oh, and... they just... <laughs> no, because, because for real so like like i said some people grow up in, in families where being in the streets is their norm so not only do you have to undo the oh no i don't have to be in the streets to make the same money or to make money to live the lifestyle that i want to live i gotta undo the notion that this is the only way to do it and this is the only way to gain credibility and notoriety so a lot of times people confine themselves within whatever that bubble is maybe it's not the streets maybe it's a certain industry maybe it's you know whatever it is so when you venture outside of that um you still have the emotional reliability on your family where you think like, you know, I still need support, I still need encouragement, I still want you to love me. But then you hit a a friction within those relationships because they won't value the things that you learn to value the same. And it's not necessarily that they do it intentionally, but everybody have different interests. So if their mind is shaped around a cultural norm and you venture outside of that, it's going to be really difficult for them to appreciate things the same way that you do and value things the same way that you do and even though you still need the same love and validation because you're viewing life the same way but from a different lens it'll seem difficult for you two to connect and that's where um, things can be difficult for you in that journey and learning how to how to make those connections where other people may feel a disconnect
1: Facts, man. Me and uh, me and one of my brothers, like a while back, we had a like a, a disagreement. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like we, we, it's probably like one of the worst we ever had. And you know what I'm saying? I feel like the highlight of this disagreement, he was like, "Bro, we two different people." It's like I'm a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? And my response was, "That's by choice." You feel me? Like. I feel like a lot of people gotta realize that too. You know what I'm saying? Like everything you were saying, like a lot of that shit is about choice, bro. Like you mm-hmm. chose that. Like we came from the same background, same. You know what I'm saying? And you 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 just choose to stay there. You feel me? Like.
2: And so one of the biggest things that I'll add to that, people feel like, oh, I don't got no choice. I ain't choose this. It, it chose me. It you did choose it Thanks. because you got to partner with whatever path in life you take. If. And you know it's nothing against indies in any specific industry. So I'll take a lighter note. People always like to downplay stuff that culturally or you know universally is viewed negative. So I'll say, if the norm in my family or in in our community was going into STEM, you feel me, science, technology, all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. And I said, mm, I want to be a teacher. I didn't choose the norm, like where it was set up for me to go into that i had to i would have had to make that choice to partner with it Thanks. and because i didn't not only did i have to lose the identity that was premeditated for me but i had to understand the identity that i was going to take on as well as choose to take it on and understand that i may be taking it on without the mentorship Which means it'd be a lot of mistakes that I make by myself without nobody to help me to reconstruct myself, put myself back on and figure it out afterwards. And I think that's often the hard part and what keeps us in those same bounds culturally and generationally.
0: People just need to to see the world, you know what I'm saying? They need to go out and see other things that they haven't seen before. They don't need to just be stuck in this little box, stuck in that city, this city, that city. You know what I'm saying? They need to go out and see some things and then they might, you know, see the world a little different. And,
2: and, and in real life, outside of seeing the world differently, you got to open your mind to to learn to make relationships between things that may be transferable. So like the example, we all can relate to people that's in the streets. Right. Yeah. Well, oftentimes they say I can't run no legit business. I got this, 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 this and this. If you can run a business in the streets, you can run the a, 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 a legitimate <laughs> business. The reason why is because you understand revenue versus profit. You understand, you know, your your profit and, and your loss. You understand having to set up an infrastructure. You understand, like you, you understand the process of building it, being in your loss, how to process. You know what your profit is going to be, how to measure when you gonna see that profit and how to maximize those profits, as well as who you need to partner with to, you know, maximize your business and or grow your business. Because all you see is, okay, well, we're going to merge with this company because they bigger or we're going to merge together so we can become bigger. And if you can do that in the streets and make those changes and shifts in powers or whatever the case may be, you can figure out how to translate. It's literally just translation from what you know and understand to something that you want to get into.
1: Thanks. I feel yeah. like, I feel like we're a beans of evolution and adapting. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever you learn in the streets, you can evolve that and adapt that in any like lane that you, you know, choose to take on
2: you can but the key word is you got to choose to
1: yep
0: and um, back to what you're saying about the legal side and the other side like the logistics involved it's, it's the same like
3: process
0: mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta keep track of what how much supply you have how much demand you have you know you gotta get it from this point to that point Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's same
1: hey thing. man like my boy master p say get you some product <laughs> <laughs> whatever that get product, product. product. <laughs> Thanks. yeah
0: yeah all right so between kentucky state and now you started bam black american market let's talk about that what led to you okay
2: Okay, so we're gonna backtrack a little bit. People think, you know, up to now that I just went to college, everything was cool for four years, and then I started BAM and I was cool. No, that's that's not what that journey was like. I got to college, I was cool my first year, my freshman year I did great. My second year, I got a boyfriend, I got distracted, I completely failed my second semester of college. Like I'm gonna be transparent with y'all, because a lot of people think that successful people don't fail or whatever you view a successful person as didn't come with no failure. And it's not that you're going to fuck up. My auntie, my auntie tells me this, and this is her words verbatim. You're going to fuck up. It's not about what you do. It's not about the mistake that you make. It's how you recover from it and how you choose to recover from it and then learn from it. So you don't make the same exact mistake again. So going back to the story my sophomore year of college i failed one class i got a two point something gpa my second semester i completely failed i had a boyfriend was distracted that following semester i was pregnant i was pregnant with my daughter my baby girl six she was the best thing that could have happened to me at a time that i didn't know i needed to happen to me in life once I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, me and him had to make some decisions. He wanted to keep her. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was kind of up in the air about parenthood. I was 19 when I found out I was pregnant. I turned 20 the following month. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do. And it's not we're not gonna go into the conversation of being pro or against life or you know, abortion or whatever, but it's just the point that when you face with those decisions at such a young age with so many influences. That was probably the first time I felt pressured to make a decision on my own. And that was the first decision that came with life-altering consequences. So I chose to keep my baby. A lot of my family cut me off. Like, I went from being a golden child to what felt like the black sheep. And I won't say that they did view me that way, but in conversations after the fact, a lot of them were like, you made a big girl decision, so you had to deal with big girl consequences that required us to put you in a space where you had to figure things out by yourself. And later on, I was able to have a conversation with them where I was like, you know, maybe, maybe that's cool for the people that don't have a plan, don't have a hope, and don't have a future at all. And we can kind of gauge those people, right? But for the person that just needed a little bit of nurturing and guidance, it forces us to kind of step back from the situation and look at it from what does this person need specifically. And those were some of the conversations that I was able to have with my family after I went through the proving myself, you know, and, and recreating that second chance of success for myself. So I had my baby. Um, I decided I need to go to the military. Like I, I, I went to the military, but I was like, I need to do something to put us back on track. So I talked to active duty recruiter, reserve recruiter, guard recruiter. Um, the best contract that I got offered was from the guard. I got my state residency. I got 100% tuition, got a bonus, got school paid for, all like the whole nine. So it made sense for my situation at the time with a one-year-old wanting to finish my degree as well as wanting to recreate what my future looked like. And so I realized not only do I have to think for myself for the next one to two years, my plan need to consist of what the next five years looks like because I'm not thinking for just myself, it's somebody else involved in my decisions. So um, I get back in school, I pledge, shout out to the Reds, ooh whoop, ooh ooh. (laughs) whoop, I graduate. In between there, I was engaged, had to make the decision to call off an engagement. because we weren't in the same space we didn't kind of view like the same way or whatever and it was to my daughter's father so we had to decide that it was going to be best for the both of us to part ways and that was a hard decision to make especially at the time where you already transitioned in out of school so fast forward past that i graduate what seems like a failed relationship and I got to make decisions on what the rest of my life is going to look like. Because at this point, I've been a student for the first 24 years of my life. I've been in school. I've been, in, you know, at home learning, all of that. So I get recruited for a position out here in the DMV area, which is where I am now. Um, And my initial salary, which is considered low to me now, superseded what anybody in my family had ever capped out at. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, that means I can do this for real. And so, you know, I, I came out here the pandemic hit, but in January I had the idea to start an app. The app was initially designed to be around mental health for HBCU students and black people. It then evolved into Why be um, a store in a mall when you can create the best store that all the best stores uh, or the best mall that all the best stores want to be in? So I said, okay, rather than make it specific to mental health, why don't I create a resource center where I can create different categories where the best services and resources are for our community? And that's how the idea of BAM started. Um, and then it's kind of went through several, you know, evolutional cycles where now we're in the process of building it out to be a networking aspect, uh, a, a place for entrepreneurship, also a place for employment, a place for, you know, personal development, business development um, and, and different things like that. So we're, we're on track to build ourselves out to be a resource center.
0: And you just started that in January, 2021, you said?
2: january of 2020 was when i had the idea for the app the app actually became something that was downloadable in december of 2020. the app has went through several stages of evolution from only being a business directory to being a business and a hbcu directory to now being on track to being um a networking aspect where people can you know talk back and forth in the dms or maybe you can drop a topic and people can have conversation back and forth as well as your profile being searchable so that you're able to network with other people who are on the app as well so it'll become a full-fledged resource center throughout the course of 2022 oh
0: man big things coming for black american market Bam, you know what i'm saying bam bam
2: (laughs) definitely so if you don't have the app already definitely make sure you download it Make your profile, add all your links so that people can follow you on your social media platforms and get a sense of who you are and what you do.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm looking at uh, some stuff. Right now, yeah.
2: <laughs> because y'all in our consumable content. Hey. Shout out <laughs> to the 1409 podcast.
3: <laughs> shout out
0: to the rest of the platforms over there too now okay. you know, oh,
2: definitely we're here so you know somebody else the um hibachi productions is definitely somebody that's been very you know consistent and persistent on the app and they also have a podcast blog access one-on-one so for people who are you know in the sports and you know doing that catch-up and you know those conversations around sports team college basketball nfl um NBA, whatever have you know, whatever your interests are, that's a podcast that's for you. And I wanted to create a space where you can find whatever consumable content or business ventures that are centered around us that you may be interested in. Oh man
1: loving it man
0: I'm Love loving it. it. Love to see it. And that's available on iPhone, Android, iPad.
2: It, it it's on all the day. If you type in black American Market, you will see us. Download the app, find us on Instagram, go ahead, send us, send us a message. We are very open to replying and answering any questions that anybody may have. And we have open enrollment for people who may want to be in our directory right now. So if you create your profile, fill out your registration form by December 15th. Everything is way for a year. It's $4.99 a month, is way for a year if you do it by December 15th. If you get 10 referrals, you wait for your second year as well. So that's twenty-four months of being in our um in our network and on our program and our platform for twenty four months while we're growing. And we're growing expeditiously.
0: Expeditiously out here. Expeditiously. Expeditiously. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh how 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 difficult was that process to create the app though? How many people how, how, how much how much were you involved in that?
1: It took a year okay. to get it up, so <clears throat> definitely want to know about the process.
2: Okay, so believe it or not, the hardest part about the process was believing in myself. This mm. was something that I could have had done in six weeks. okay. And it took me a year because I had points in the process where I didn't believe in myself. And I was like, man, I can't really do this. You know, I don't know nobody with an app, so on and so forth. And that kind of shaped the mission and the vision behind what we do. A lot of us feel by ourselves and, you know, our efforts. So when you're doing something for the first time and you don't have nobody to relate to or to share those experiences and those emotions with, you feel by yourself. And it's easy to walk away from something when you feel like it's no purpose or nobody else attached to your promise. Nice. So, <laughs> so one of the biggest things that I held on to, and that's why I say I don't, um, you know, I don't put the pressure on my daughter that she's the primary reason or the sole reason. But I do credit the fact that I have a daughter that puts a little fire under me where quitting is not as easy as it may have been if I felt like it was just me. Um, So I went through the process of establishing myself as an LLC. I went through a server. I had never developed an app before, so I was able to get the plugins. Shout out to BuildFire. Um, and i went through bill fire they literally held my hand and walked me through that process of what that looked like and the biggest bulk of what held up the app going live was literally me believing in myself i had the money i had the resources bill fire is literally open and willing to help you with whatever it was me so that's why i'm kind of big on the advice that i give being more you know self-inflicted to to provoke that belief in yourself and believing in the resources that you were provided over you know just just do 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 you could do whatever if you don't believe in yourself it's harder for it to get done and
0: yeah, make sure y'all because. go there and rate that app five stars on all the whatever device you're using on whether it's Google Play or Android I just right. did, I just did it five stars you know what I'm saying make
1: it- make sure you download uh, that app and if you got a business you're an entrepreneur make sure y'all joining that that network you know what i'm saying and refer people you get 24 months to be in the market a chance to network and expand because your network is your net worth.
2: and we got some some stuff that we working on i had a conversation today with someone that's um into the government market, uh government contracting market so, um, BAM has made a couple connections and we got some things that we're working on in that aspect. So, 2022 is going to be a, a, a really big year for us. Oh, yeah. Can't go, oh, can't go into too many details, but just know BAM has some, some connections and we're working on some exponential growth. In 2022. BAM! <laughs> BAM! <laughs> hey, guess what, though?
3: What's up? Everybody!
1: I'm, I'm back on my break. I'm back on my break. You gotta take another <laughs> shot. I mean you don't have to, but I'm back on my break.
2: I'm about Okay,
1: to. I'm gonna take a shot of water. All right, that's cool. Hey, I'm gonna take a shot. <laughs> 1738.
2: 1738. <laughs> I don't know what this is,
0: but it's something. Just drink it. Yahoo soda yeah <laughs> that's what i'm on you don't know what that is in there hey we cancer hey. <laughs> yeah yeah hey i was about to say something we just really we just really be saying stuff like we're not rehearsing or nothing we just saying okay. i just had something on my mind oh yeah 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 so how does it feel to be on the other side of an interview i know you always interviewing people Yeah. how does it feel for you to be on the other side of that
2: okay so believe it or not my nerves were shot i was like wow like i'm really about to get interviewed this time i'm normally you know talking to everybody else and walking them through what they process is like and i don't have any insight on what this interview is gonna consist of what they gonna ask me like none of that so i was a little nervous i ain't gonna lie to you i was like real nervous and i was like okay it shouldn't be no different than what i do with everybody else and just make myself as comfortable keep being transparent keep being honest and it should work out fine and it actually feels good being on this side i i can see what other people's you know nerves and how they may feel and why they feel the way that i that they feel when i invite them to you know interview on live but it's cool
3: yeah yeah like
0: we we don't even know what we're gonna ask you except like those first couple of little, little things quick. we do every episode other than that we we just we just based off some of the things you saying. That's how we asking questions off of what you saying. That's, that's it's, what an, it's,
1: yeah. an, it's an evolving conversation, a real conversation. You know what I'm saying? Talking on points to like really like focus on black excellence. I feel like and that's what we try to tackle every time we hop on here. And that just
2: <laughs> makes me. It makes me emotional, like because. Oftentimes we don't get like in our mind, we're the hero that we never seen. So to be in a space where I get to be the hero that I never had for somebody else, and I get to convey what that process is like, or you know, I get to talk to other people that may be doing something that you know they've never seen before. And I get to take it from being an idea or other people get to see that process of taking something from an idea to making it tangible and seeing like, wow, I really can do this. Like, that's dope to me. Because oftentimes, one, being black, two, being a single mom, we get counted out real easily. Like, it's often like, okay, yeah, whatever, they get the scraps or they get whatever we get them or it, it, it just is what it is. And to be in a space where not only do you have to have the courage but you have to have the know-how you have to do twice as much work and have the willpower to recreate what your norm and your dynamics are is it, it's an emotional journey? i'll say that
0: and shout out to the mothers out there shout out to the single mothers shout out to the mothers that's not single y'all the work yeah. y'all do does not go unrecognized y'all really super super women out here for real
2: now, don't get me wrong, because you know, it's easy to speak from the mom's perspective. We, do, we can say shout out to the dads, too. A lot of times, when you have a kid, you have to learn how to reparent yourself. We do things as backwards as a community, and it takes a lot of courage to say, damn, I was wrong. I gotta do this differently. So you gotta own that shit, and then you actually gotta do the work to learn how to do it differently, and then do it so I definitely appreciate the dads that take that initiative to to do that as well. It's not just about the moms. It's it's about people that choose to take those initiatives, regardless to whether you're the mom or the dad.
1: Thanks. Shout out to the expecting parents. Yeah, shout out to
0: the expecting yeah. parents out there. Yeah. Man. And the parents that is might be expecting their second, third, you know what I'm saying? Four, fifth, six.
3: Hey,
2: shout out shout out to the people that's just expecting in general. Like what you expecting a job, you expecting the kid, you expecting a check, whatever it is, shout out shout out to you for just expecting something. Shit.
0: Hey, I got a shout out my boy Shy too. Uh, he's on here as Bubba Raw T F E. He, he's like one of the great Black fathers I seen coming up, you know what I'm saying? We about he about six years older than me. So I saw him fathering his first child when I was like 16, 17. I'm out here seeing that. That was like that was beautiful, man. Like for real. Wow.
1: Thanks, man. I got a chance to meet him, bro. Dope, dope energy, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm actually the godfather of the second child. So now we're gonna be seeing y'all real soon in about uh 30 days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay! <laughs> Show for show.
1: <laughs> shout out one time for the bro coming home.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he has a toy gri- toy drive uh December 18th. It's gonna be in Florence, South Carolina, and Lake City, South Carolina. I, uh next episode I'm gonna put that uh put that fly up there. I don't have it uh I don't have it. Yeah, we there. need
2: that. You slacking.
0: Oh no, no, no. Okay, she said I'm slacking, so watch what I do. Watch how I do
1: <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the tech support. Hey, don't sleep on shout our tech in. support. <laughs>
0: <laughs> take support real out here. take hey, support, real. support is real like i'm gonna i'm gonna show you how we do that thing but yeah he's a great father out here for sure for sure man much respect to him and
1: that's I just why say, um, i'm gonna say my fuck my fuck go ahead, bro nah that's all i was saying oh i just want to say because uh you know shy doing this man shout out to the people that are being productive in the environment instead of being a product of the environment.
2: That's the one for real. That's the one. I think it's really easy. So a lot of times when we face with situations, we're stuck with one decision. Okay, yep. shout out to the flyer. Okay, look at tech support.
3: Look at tech support.
0: Gotta cut Don't you see. off. Not to cut you off. But you know, December eighteenth. Like I said toy drive going on accepting donations they got the address Um, on there and everything 104 reedas bar street lake city south carolina and also 1801 west evans street suite d 101 florence south carolina it's mondays and tuesdays 3 3 p.m to 4 p.m so see you can start you can start dropping them off now up until december 18th you know what i'm saying
1: drop the toy up until december 17th you gotta read something yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a 17th. You yeah,
0: know, read this <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just just make sure you donate. Drop it off. Uh, drop some drop t- it though. off. Drop it off tomorrow. Um, nothing,
0: so. yeah, back to uh, Miss Mariah
2: here. Um no, so dang, I lucky forgot where we was. What was we talking about? Uh, Reset. the
1: people the people that's uh being productive in the environment okay. and being the product of the environment
2: got it so um oftentimes when we're faced with adversity you got two decisions you can make a way or you can make an excuse and depending on your environment they may make it common to either make a way or make an excuse for me it was a combination and that goes back into like those cultural norms you make an excuse for the things that's, that's common to you and that's normal for you and the things that you don't want to push past or push yourself past. You make a way for the things that are not negotiable for you. If you want a car and it ain't nothing nobody can say, you're not taking it. No, no, you're going to make a way to get it. If, mm-hmm. you know, somebody presented you with something you don't want to do, asked you to show up somewhere you don't really want to go, you're going to make every excuse in the world not to do it. So you got to look at every opportunity that you get in life from those same perspectives i got two choices i can make a way or make an excuse don't let the adversity be the determining factor make your willingness to overcome adversity to be a determining factor
1: mm, i like that man yeah damn man hey you gonna be hitting that button too
0: after a while Shout out to 10
1: support.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Get>
1: support. coming
0: <laughs> on through tech support coming in 48 hours <laughs> hey.
3: hey
0: uh, man we gotta get you on here more often man like coming on here
1: with that
2: I'm here for it I'm here for it just let me know we set it up we we'll work it out
1: Basically. ain't nothing but a little bit straightening straightening, <laughs> straightening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gone <laughs> for
0: we got <laughs> hey so what's your what's your favorite part about interviewing others though i see you do it like several times a week
2: okay my favorite part of the interviews is giving people a chance to be themselves so in a world full of fitting into whatever the expectation is i'm all about shaking the table you know, everybody trying to present their professional self. I want to know about you personally. If everybody talking about their journey in business, I want to know about your journey. You know, up until you decide to choose business. So, you know, where most people decide, oh, well, we need to fit into this box because that's what everybody else in the world doing. I'm about being ahead of the curve. So, with that said. I launched the interviews as an opportunity to get a people that often don't have a voice and aren't invited to have a voice because that's what an interview is. I'm, you're not asking me for it. I'm finding you. So I'm offering you an opportunity to have a voice, not just for your business, but for yourself as well. And believe it or not, a lot of times people decline to offer not because we weren't big enough or... You know, they didn't think they would be a good fit. A lot of people declined the opportunity to interview with us because they didn't have a confidence in they, the confidence in themselves. And that's why we as a platform, as BAM, and me as MB the life coach, and as a as Mariah Bailey, I go so hard for encouraging people to not only speak for themselves, but you speak for your business. You are your brand before the brand you create. Mm
3: you are
0: the brand before the brand you create people buying the people that's what i heard you know what
2: i'm saying exactly exactly like if if, i ain't gonna lie if y'all was on some bs i probably would have been like "Eh." you feel me like i I don't i don't know we we could we could we could probably work it out later but (laughs) the fact that the fact that there's room and opportunity to be genuine authentic thorough and transparent is what attracted me towards the opportunity for us to really sit down and have this conversation.
0: Yeah, like we really like how we don't know what we're gonna say to you and you don't we don't know what you're gonna say to us. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's, it's
1: live. The, how they say it, it's the realness for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the authenticity mm-hmm.
0: for me. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. I like keep, I like what you're doing. I do, do you have any plans on like putting that out like on like podcast platforms anything like that your interviews
2: okay so right now we're in a space where we just save those to where we do them natively which is instagram um eventually we do plan on transitional or transitioning those um we have not necessarily established what that structure is going to be but our goal is for our content to be on our platform at some point in time and secondarily on someone else's platform. So anything BAM related will be able to be found on BAM from interviews to you know resources, people who partner with us, whatever the case may be. And then you may or may not be able to catch it on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But our goal is to, is to create our prime our platform to be our primary source of content.
0: All right. So yeah. what would you say is the hold up from what do you say is stopping you right now? Because I might have a solution. That's why I'm asking that. I might have a solution right here, right now.
2: Oh, we, we don't have nothing stopping us. It's really just about a, a date and a time. Set set it up and get it done.
0: <laughs> you can save Instagram videos to your phone. It's an app called Instasave. Mm-hmm. You can just save that thing and, you know, you turn it from an MP4 to an MP3 and put it on the podcast platform, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: so so instagram we actually save like the bulk of our interviews the the issue was i was doing them from my phone so if instagram was acting janky i wouldn't be able to save it and so now you know it's about working out the the process for what that consistency is going to be like and where we're going to put the content i
3: feel you
2: yeah it's yeah. so on the app aspect we gotta build out what that plugin is gonna look like, how we wanna present it to our audience, where we wanna present it to our audience. And I think that's that's really the biggest part. I want our app, and granted right now, You know, we are still figuring out some tweaks and how we wanna present things, but I want our app, like I said, to be our primary source. So if we can create a podcast space, whether it's only video or only audio, I want to save it, or I want to be able to primarily host it there and then trans, translate it, transcribe it, or move it somewhere else. And, and that's the holdup for BAM having that space primarily. So that's what we're working out there. But in the meantime and in between time, we're going to use Instagram for what we're going to use Instagram for.
0: Hey, sure. I respect it. I ain't checking it. I'm respecting it, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh,
1: but, this is, oh.
2: but definitely appreciate the, you know, the input because we're gonna we're gonna get with y'all on a few things. Oh
1: tapping, yeah, tapping. Got, tap we got I, some answers, I promise you. Tapping, tap <laughs> tapping.
0: 172 episodes. We got we got some answers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, believe me, I know.
1: <laughs> so, uh with bam creating a, or being a resource center and creating a big network what is your favorite part about networking what would you say is your favorite part about networking
2: the initial conversation mm. the reason why is because people often discredit what that experience is like for both parties um I'm sure when I first reached out to you all and we initiated that conversation, there was just as much nervousness from the person initiating the conversation as the person that was being pursued in the conversation. And that part of the experience is often discredited and people look at it from the space of, I'm the only one that's going through it. So to be able to take that dynamic and have those conversations and saying, no, we are in the same space, we're a growing platform, you're a growing platform. We want to give you a space to do your thing. You know, you you want to share a space for people to do their thing or you know, whatever your platform is based around and what it is that you're doing, whether it's business, content, creation, whatever. So to create a space where I take the I'm established, you're not, or you're established, I'm not off of it, and create an even playing field where you can feel comfortable to be just as transparent with me as i am being as transparent with you i think it makes it that much more authentic and every transaction that happens after that so that initial conversation is my favorite part for that reason
0: most definitely that first impression that first impression out
2: here you know oh it is you'll be surprised i've had a few interviews that we did where the conversation prior to was cool, and then people get camera shy. And oftentimes it's easy for people to say, oh, they weird, or they this, or they that. No, if somebody can't have a comfortable conversation with you, that's a reflection of one, a part of their personality, but two, a part of their personality and comfortability with you. So I'm more of an open person. I can have more random conversations and be more open and honest. Whereas there's other people that need more room to get comfortable before they can have those conversations. And some people may be, able, may be able to have conversations in private they can't have in public. So it's your job as the person that's interviewing or the primary person or more dominant person to be able to take the reins and guide those situations for those more for those people with the more supportive traits
1: facts i ain't trying to say we naturals at this but like we kind of like it was like a, a lesson taught like a lesson learned for us but it wasn't like we had to like think about learning it but we just realized like we're interacting with people like like we got to break the ice just like based off our personalities like it's a lot of people that when we first come in they like oh i'm like so nervous you know we spend mm-hmm. a, few, a few minutes when i'm behind stage just to like break the ice like you know what i'm saying it's gonna be organic or whatever just get them
2: so believe it or not i'm an introvert i swear i'm an introvert people that know me will tell y'all i'm lying i promise (laughs) y'all like two hours before i was nervous i was like oh my stomach bubbling y'all see i posted it on my story (laughs) and i'm gonna tell y'all why i learned if i take the power away from the emotion i control the situation so when people say i'm scared if you don't own the situation be like "No, I'm scared as hell fuck y'all or (laughs) you know whatever the situation is when you own the situation and the emotion it takes the power away from the situation so I was like yeah no, I'm nervous I am being interviewed and I'm sharing this experience with y'all but I'm taking the reins over it so that I can control most of the situation without the situation controlling most of it
1: hey shout out shout out to my parents because you said something that reminded me of a situation just by taking control of it when you said something you just click uh so my uh my stepmom who i call my mom she is my mom uh mm-hmm. she went to the doctor this was some year a few years back and they uh they said uh they told her she had diabetes i said mm-hmm. you have diabetes so, you know, like, you hearing something, you know, when you hear about your parents, any kind of disease, you, got, you get kind of worried. But when, like, she came home and tell her, told us, I wasn't even worried because she was like, uh, yeah, the doctor said, you have diabetes. And I said, you're right. I have diabetes. Mm-hmm. Diabetes doesn't have me. So, like, she uh just, like, changed her, her lifestyle a little bit. And, you know what I'm saying? She beat it. They went back and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't have it anymore. You feel me? It was mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. So you definitely got to take control of the situation.
2: And it's almost like one of those things where people say, oh, I'm scared. Yeah, you're scared, but do it anyway. You're scared to start, do it anyway. So this is is the other thing. A lot of people are scared to suck in the beginning. The first part of whatever it is that you do is going to be freaking terrible compared to whatever it evolves into, as long as you stay consistent and dedicated to it. So... If you start with the intent of wanting to get better, you Mm. can start confidently knowing that whatever I do today is gonna suck compared to whatever I evolve into, but I'm gonna give the best effort that I can give today so that I can evolve whatever my best effort is today into an even better effort tomorrow, however many tomorrows I, I create afterwards
1: facts a a lot of that is just like you can't be so focused on like the end you gotta like i know this is a cliche everybody say it but you gotta embrace the journey and you know what i'm saying you you gotta just appreciate the journey for real
2: so so one thing i will add to that like in the military they tell you embrace the suck right yeah (laughs) but when you think about it (laughs) (laughs) um but a part of that is when you think about the most successful person that you may admire or you know you consider your role model or your mentor or whatever the questions that you ask them are not revolved around who they are at the moment you want to get to know the person that went through the process oftentimes we ask what was it like at this point in time what was your biggest failure like how did you recover from this what was this like so you, you go through this process of being successful and most people want to be successful, but the value is in the journey of becoming successful. And in your recovery from those failures, from those mistakes, from the fear, from the you know hesitation, those are the parts that add the most value and those are the parts that people want to know about. So, forget the success as it as it stands and as it is. Embrace your journey. The success don't come. Embrace your journey, and to that success, you become successful when your focus is making sure everybody else is successful.
1: Y'all give it up for MB, the life coach slash (laughs) (laughs) motivational thinker.
0: You see, life coaching. So, where? yeah since we brought that up nb the life coach what what how, when did you take on that title
2: um july 1st of 2019 was when i officially took on the title of MB the life coach and i probably wouldn't let Mariah in 2019 coached me through anything in 2021
1: <laughs> hey, Nick, back but, embrace the journey, embrace the journey.
2: <laughs> but, and, but I can say that confidently and it's not that it's not that the experience was lacked it's not that the, the resources weren't present it's that I was in a different space so what I had to offer at the time and, and that's the other thing don't discredit your experiences right because who you become 20 years from now was based off of the decisions that a 16 year old you made so 16 year old you made some decisions that got you to this point and 16 year old you made some decisions that once you reach this point you may have had to reevaluate continue with drop completely whatever the case may be so don't discredit the decisions you made at 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 that time, and don't 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 ever try to flex on you from the past. I say that. Learn from that person. So um, I took on the title of MB the Life Coach, <laughs> July first, twenty nineteen. Um, I was fresh into a failed relationship, fresh out of college, and fresh into trying to figure out what the rest of my life was gonna look like. I was working for a temp service. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I didn't really know who I wanted to be. But I knew that I used to jokingly say when I grew up, I was going to sell ideas for a living because I was good at creating ideas and maximizing ideas. And it's crazy that sowing that seed of embracing and be the life coach at a time where maybe the value wasn't as much as I have to offer it now. Is what contributed to me being able to have value to offer now.
0: Price went up. Price at the brick went it up. It did. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, I ain't gonna lie. It's yeah. like a stop It ten x no cap.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, your
0: value increased over time. You know, as, as it should, as it should, and it did. Facts.
2: Oh, definitely did. I went from, and believe it or not, at that time. Like, I'd be honest about finances, because a lot of people like to put on the facade on social media. Like, first of all, can I have y'all permission to be, like, that real for real?
1: We bold, boisterous, and blunt.
2: Okay, I was <laughs> broke as... Fill in the blank. Like, y'all got oh, to the voice for the customer. She customers. was broke fuck. I was that broke. <laughs> all I had was ambition, an uh, idea, and my breath. That's all I had. An idea, ambition in my breast.
1: Say, fuck the dollar in a dream. She just had a dream. I, <laughs> I,
2: look, and the thing was, I had so much to do, I didn't even have time to dream. Like, I was real life taking naps for real. Like, <laughs> like I didn't even have time to dream. So, I had to decide what type of dedication was going to come with me becoming who I wanted to become and I mentioned earlier on in the interview that I spent a lot of my childhood in my imagination mm-hmm. like I'm talking about when stuff wasn't going right I recreated a reality in my mind and I zoned out from what was going on at the time and you you use that as a coping mechanism but that coping mechanism turned into a success aspect so I go into, inside my imagination, figure out who I want to be, how I want to be there, what that looks like. And then I come back into my reality and look at what parts of my reality reflects that, which, which parts don't. And I make adjustments from there. So that's, that's I, I would say that's probably how MB the Life Coach went from being an Instagram name and the title that everybody else put on me to something that, that became real in me having coaching clients and the an app and all types of other stuff. Bam! Yeah ma'am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. What what, what advice would you give to anybody? I know you was giving advice, but what advice would you give to anybody that's expecting right now?
3: You
2: said, you said uh or, that did what?
0: That is doubting itself right now.
2: Okay. Um so Take yourself out of how you feel. How you feel don't matter. Um, And that that sounds really insensitive, but it's not. That's the best advice I could give you. So you doubting yourself is a reflection of the you that needs a hero. You that takes courage over that is becoming the hero that you need. So if you are doubting yourself on starting a business, but you need a mentor and you need an example of somebody that said, do it while you scared, you become that for yourself. And to me, life is about a selfish, selfless balance, right? You got to have a certain level of selflessness so that you can give back to people, but you got to have a certain level of self selfishness so that you're not pouring from an empty cup So when you create that balance, you put yourself in a space where you can be the hero that you wish you had, but also be the hero that somebody else never had so that they don't have to become their own hero. And that's if they're ever in a space where they can have enough courage to choose to be their own hero.
0: So all heroes don't wear a Do you believe that saying right there?
2: I do a thousand percent i ain't got one on right now (laughs) but no like i say that jokingly um i don't really like to take the title of the hero like but the conversations that i have with people privately is what validates the fact that what i'm doing is right um i have people tell me you know in different aspects where you know i motivate them or i may say something on a certain day that they really needed to hear or you know whatever the case may be and it makes me feel good and sometimes i feel like right you ain't do nothing but it's having that courage to do the things that you you feel that unction about that you think don't matter to the world and those are really the things that matter to the world believe it or not the first video that i had that went viral I clipped a clip of it, dropped it in the group chat with my line sisters. And I was like, what y'all think? And it was like, I mean, post it on Instagram. I posted it on Instagram. It circulated for two years in a row. It was my graduation video. And I wound up doing some random stuff to put a date on it by Yo Gotti, which ironically became a song that symbolizes anytime I set a goal in life, I put a date on it. So that's yeah
0: that's a good episode title right there put a date on it put a date,
1: put a date on it. Date I was, was it. gonna say that earlier you said something I was gonna be like, and like y'all gotta say, put a date on it when you was, oh when you was talking about uh the app and uh yeah getting everything, yeah yeah, I was gonna say put a date on it oh
2: yeah we we got some release dates that that'll be out soon awesome. i I got some hard deadlines so um another piece of advice if you're a procrastinator. Because I'm going to own that. I'm, sometimes I'm a procrastinator. Get yourself a deadline before the deadline. So if you know it takes you two weeks after your deadline to get stuff done, get yourself three weeks before your deadline and tell yourself, this the day I need to have it done. That way you got three weeks to get the shit done so you could be on time with it. That's probably another piece of advice i give. Because a lot of my procrastination comes from that self-doubt. And it's natural.
0: And Guala, you was going to ask like some advice for something. You was going to say something too. I I don't know what you was going to say. Was for some type of people?
1: Oh, no. I was just saying you, when you said, I was was going to use the word for people expecting. When you said, what advice do you have? You know, we said expecting earlier and she was like, shout out to everybody. So it was just like the same, basically the same thing you was saying.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah. See, y'all ready for that question of the day?
1: We know you ask, we asked a lot of questions
2: we got come one on. more we got one more we got one more <laughs> come one on one more.
1: everybody right. get the answer to answer this one and it's kind of I think we already kind of asked asked this question like the organic conversation we were having but it's for everybody okay. the question that I had today was what would you say is the smartest thing you've done in life so far
2: the smartest thing that I did and that, that I've done in life so far is realize that life ain't about money.
3: Mm. Like um, that.
2: so an example, I, I was on Facebook and I heard a story. And the story said that a teacher gave all of her students a balloon, had them blow it up and wrote and they all wrote their name on it and they threw it down on the floor. She mixed them up and told them they had a minute to find their balloon at the end of the minute nobody was able to find a balloon she gave them another minute and said it doesn't matter what balloon you pick up give it to the person whose name is on it at the end of that minute everybody had their balloon what that means is you get what you want when you realize that it's not about you getting what you want when you help other people it's inevitable that you get what you want or get where you want to get and when you take away the self the selfishness and make sure that it doesn't the the boundaries that you place on it don't um what's the word i'm looking for um it doesn't violate your boundaries you're able to be blessed in the process of blessing other people and you legitimately get what you want by
0: realizing that life ain't about you it's about everybody next to you it's on me yeah, yeah. all right so i would say the smartest thing i've done is not listening to everybody because some people will give you some advice they feel like it's the best advice in the world but it really be the worst advice <laughs> <So> <laughs> i feel like not listening to certain things people told me to do Cause I'm really like strong minded. I don't really like listening to other people anyway. I like do what I want to do, but I feel like not listening to some of the things people advise me to do was one of some of the smartest, one of the smartest decisions in life.
1: Vin, your sources. <laughs> Vin, yeah. People yeah. telling you some bullshit. Like.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, so it's my turn. <laughs> it um, is what would I say? The, s- the smartest thing. I think the, uh, the smartest thing I've done in life so far. I mean, this it's still growing and continuing, but uh, learning how to grow from criticism and use it as a, a stepping stone to build something better. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. like, a lot of people take criticism as, you know, what I'm saying, like somebody trying to downplay. But I mean, you could feel like when it's genuine criticism. I should say, like learning how to like take the genuine criticism and the bill from it while continuing to be me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I I would probably sum up what we all said by do it anyway, do it broke, do it scared, do it nervous do it without the confidence do it without the audience because if you do it after you vet your sources um you know after you learn how to you know process the criticism you know and and realizing that whatever you are doing needs to have a bigger reason outside of just you you put yourself in in a space where you can be successful at whatever you do
0: Oh man, the gems, the gems. She's still coming with the gems. All right, so let me hit you with
1: that. Bam! (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: We got a question of the day out the way, so now it's time for this and that. Okay. Being a player
2: or a pimp? <laughs> um, I'm going to be a player. Because b- pimping is with a selfish game. Being player mean, regardless to the situation, I'm going to respond in the way that's that's most conducive for the situation. So, like, you feel me? Somebody might, you might find out that your little, your favorite slide might have somebody else. Being a pimp is, okay, cool. I got to control the situation. Being player is saying like, you're right. You feel know I me?
0: Mean? Being a pimp, you got
3: to give them that pimp hand.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Being player is saying, you know what? Let me respect the space that we in and let me respond accordingly. I'm going to let you know, you feel me? Like, you know, that this, this how I feel about you. This where I'm at with you Rock the band. And maybe we need to figure out what's gonna work with both of us based off the space that we in with each other and be willing to walk away from those situations. So I'm gonna be player over being a pimp.
1: you gonna keep it player.
2: Oh, always. Hey, let me yeah, tell keep you. Keep it
1: player everywhere that we go. Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> all, all my slides get the same message at some point in time. You deserve the world. If I could give it, stars to come to you and ask permission to shine. Shout out to Trey Songz. He said it first. Ooh. But I mean it, though. Ooh.
0: I mean it. Uh, shout out to them Detroit players out there. From the-,
2: <laughs>
1: uh-uh. from the Himalayas. You know what I'm saying? I'm a player from the Himalayas.
2: <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't have no slides. You know, you my favorite.
1: <laughs> and you, and you, and you, you're going to love me.
0: Yeah, uh, hey, I love all y'all the same. Hey, let me
1: see what
2: else I got. Nah, KT, y'all, uh, you got to answer this to
1: that man. A player a pimp,
2: yeah.
1: Nah,
3: nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <you> too,
1: man. <laughs> I know, I'm just fucking he with said you, bro.
2: <laughs>
0: Ain't no player pimp, nothing. I don't play. <laughs> 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 you think I'm? You think I'm to play around with y'all? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, man, okay. Big shout out to the big shout out to the husbands out there, man. Big shout out to the husbands. Big shout out to the. Husbands. Hey, shout out to
2: God. God got a husband for me one day.
1: <laughs>
2: one day.
0: Yeah, he gonna keep it player
2: too. He, so look, hear me out. Whoever my husband is, is definitely gonna be somebody that can say, mm, "Yeah, that's cool, but this what we doing," and I'm gonna be like, "Okay." I got a strong personality, so most men like just be agreeing with whatever I say, and I don't like that. So I, I like the man that's gonna be like, mm, "Yeah, nah, I hear you, but baby, this what we doing." And I'm gonna be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like you, you gave me the playing. opportunity to accept it. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you set the standard as as the man to say, "Okay, so I hear you on what you're doing." This what I'm on. This what I want to do with you. You with it or you not? Okay. Standards. Set set the expectation.
1: Hey man, I saw a post that said when a man lead the right way, even an alpha female will submit. I'm just saying.
2: I'm definitely an alpha female. That's my problem with dating.
0: Hey. The true players out there somewhere. You know,
2: somebody that matches your
0: player. I
2: don't want him to match my energy. I I, I want I want his energy to to make my energy want to be more feminine. Like, I don't want you to match it. If you match my energy, that means it's just two alphas in a room. I I want you to supersede my energy.
0: For sure, for sure. Alright. What I got for you.
1: I see you over there on that do say. Um Brown or white?
2: Brown. I'm going to tell you why. Patron got me pregnant, and for whatever reason. (laughs) <laughs> Yo. hey let me tell my story i was a victim okay
3: Pat- victims, man. A victim.
2: <laughs> Patron got me pregnant but no like it, it's a different type of hyper that come with Patron like when it's brown i feel like i'm more mellow i'm a vibe i can kind of you feel me i can i can submit more to the situation rather than being the person that think like you feel me it's it's something that didn't gotta be.
1: That Pat Ron did a number on you. Yeah. So, so.
2: That Pat Ron. That Pat Ron definitely added a number to me. I, <laughs> I went from being my own self to having to think for two people, me and that damn baby. Shout out to my uh my six year old Reagan Camille. Shout out. I love you. Shout and out to Reagan Camille. So shout
1: out. Shout, on, out so. shout out Camille. <laughs> and-
2: Definitely, definitely be on the lookout for her headband line and her uh children's uh, clothing line. She she getting ready to drop her own tracksuits and hoodies and headbands and her uh YouTube channel. So
1: they come in adult sizes.
2: We we gonna do a couple in adult sizes. We okay. Gonna do a few.
1: Uh, that patron told you to. Uh,
0: I, I see. I feel you right here, but we gonna do this.
2: Hey. <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that patron was playing Patron player, ain't
2: he? <laughs> and what I'm look, it all started with a shot of patron. And then March 12th, it it started with a shot of patron in the summer of 2014. That turned into a baby March 12th 2015. I don't know what was in that specific bottle. But yeah, patron dangerous, y'all. Don't don't do it.
1: I keep telling people you train that patron, you you end up naked in front of a mirror. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> how did I get Or in you? front of somebody you're questioning else? Yourself, you how did I, I get there?
0: You end up naked on the other side of the house. You're like, damn, i going you're gonna end up naked
1: somewhere questioning yourself. What's up in the spare room? You? <laughs> <laughs> and your
2: decisions, like, okay, so I know I did this. You be tracing back to the last your last steps, like, okay, the last thing I remember I did, I know I did this for a fact how the hell yeah. and then you gotta watch everybody else's videos you no, play that Maybe. give me the hennessy for the win or the do say hey. if i do say so myself
3: <laughs> shout out to <laughs> jay-z
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what, what, what y'all this and what, what i got what i got okay what you okay what
2: you got um Would you rather have a partner that makes more than you or a partner that can take care of your needs?
0: It's the needs for me. You know what I'm okay. Yeah, it's
1: the needs Facts. Cause you know, uh, I'm gonna have to go with my partner. Needs is like you left that open, you feel me? Like. I don't know why people like to feel like men don't have like emotional needs, spiritual needs, mental needs. You feel me? So, like, like my boy said, it's the needs for me.
2: <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you why I structured that question that way. Most people think that all men care about is money and then feed me, freak me, and shut the F up. Right. But it's more than that. Like, like you said, they often forget men have emotional needs. Like, when y'all come home, sometimes y'all like to be the little spoon. Sometimes y'all may not necessarily want to vent about y'all day, but y'all want a safe space to be able to talk about whatever may be on your mind. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. So, there's a lot of pressure to either be a breadwinner or to be a safe haven for both parties. And most times, men choose to pursue the role of being the breadwinner. And it's ideal for the woman to create the safe haven. In a in a world where there's so many boss chicks, it's it's a lot of the lines being blurred between, do I create that safe haven or do I create that financial security for them and we can worry about the rest later? So that's why I asked that question that way. She.
1: She
0: can't oh, be both. I thought we had a caller. That ain't my phone, though. No. That's one of y'all. <laughs> <else. laughs> that's me. That's me. Like, oh shit, we got a caller. I got a live caller. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, I'd rather the need. because like, like the love language, like words of encouragement, physical mm-hmm. touch. I like physical touch. Okay. I like I like, I like for life to be spoken into me, you know what I'm saying? Even though fact, I like, you know what I'm saying
3: okay.
2: <laughs> So, so with that said, what do you think the biggest misconception is that that women have about what men need and or expect in relationships?
3: Um uh,
0: it's kind of like what you said, we just want uh a meal to eat and something to fuck on. Like it ain't always just that. I mean it's that, okay. but it ain't always it ain't just that. <laughs> 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 It's other stuff too, like I said, the physical touch. It ain't physical touch. I don't even mean like sex. I, I ain't even talking about sex specifically, but that's a. It's
2: like
0: you be the little spoon. I mean, bigger not really
1: so you <don't know>, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be a little spoon. You know what? I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm a man up and say. You know, sometimes I want to be a little spoon, babe. You feel me? You feel me? Thank you. never wrong with being a little spoon. Uh-uh. Thank you. you, know what I'm you that, that's part you of physical touch, man. man.
0: Touch me from
3: the Love. friend. <laughs> 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 hey, no, no,
0: I don't I don't down nobody that wanna be a little spoon, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to be a little spoon. Hold me. Yeah, okay.
1: Hold me, babe. Appreciate I'm
2: me, hold me.
0: Rub my shoulders and rub my neck and
3: shit like that
2: let me tell you it ain't nothing like this space if a woman can give you a space to comfortably speak in and let you be the little spoon while you do it you're not never gonna it don't matter what she do to you it's gonna take you a while to get over that like like you held me and you let me talk to you and you ain't mm. tell nobody my secrets Whew. and now you're gonna leave great
1: wow wow wow
2: I'm telling you it, it's something about it's something about being that
1: little spoon to that woman that's going to change your life yeah. and she
2: ain't only if she's your safe haven emotionally
1: too. make you put on some uh some Isley brothers wow 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 you know what I'm saying <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, this is a fire episode like I think one episode good all the, all the episodes is good pretty much for the most part but then they just the next one comes like damn like you know what I'm saying. I learned some old other shit. Like I didn't learn before. Well, I hey. I'm not say learn, but I heard some other shit. Well, I learned some shit too, though, for sure. Hey. Hey. Shout, shout out, out to the to... the life coach.
2: I was gonna say shout out to 1409 podcast for having and be the life coach. See, it, it's the it's the reciprocity of appreciation.
3: Reciprocity. Hey,
2: that's really the one in the relationships. Where's the reciprocity? but that's that's another episode we can talk about that later episode
0: two, <laughs> that's gonna be episode 272 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> make sure
2: make sure y'all y'all already rsvp me for
0: that hey we got you you got you soon, sooner than later you know what i'm saying i'm here for it Yeah, we're here for it too and so go ahead and plug in or shout out anybody or anything you want to shout out out here
2: all right um so i definitely want to give a shout out to you feel me guy i definitely want to reference god if it wasn't for him the obedience between the relationship that him and i have we wouldn't be here um secondly i want to shout out to my daughter Um, uh, oftentimes she is the most understanding person behind my grind and Unintentionally, sometimes our dates and our time can be put on the back burner and she's been nothing but supportive. And she'll even find ways to weave herself into my schedule so that we can still find time to bond at the age of six. So it, it's forcing me into a space to to do better and be better, but I definitely appreciate your understanding and participation. Um, and then shout out to, to everybody that's not only, first of all, shout out to Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Specifically, the ride or die, Alpha Pi chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, that sisterhood is unmatched. Can't even believe to tell you what it's done for me and my growth and my confidence as, as a creative, I would say. Um, shout out to family, friends. I don't want to do specific call outs because I'm going to miss some people. That's very important to me um but i definitely appreciate my family and friends that i speak to on the regular and the irregular with genuine conversation motivation and transparency and just giving us a space to to be real with each other It, it don't go unnoticed or unappreciated
0: bam shout out to the deltas we had some fire deltas on here before as well we had one we had one delta she owned two in arlington texas they right across the street from each
1: other that's just crazy like booming
2: shout out to the Reds because because we always i told you make a way or make an excuse we don't got no choice but to make a way like we we take the excuses out because because what are excuses I'm, I'm gonna let them answer that on the back end though <laughs>
1: Yeah, one Delta they're like Oh, never mind. You know what they say. Got right,
0: one Delta on here. We had she on. Uh, she got the Airbnb thing popping, in she's a notary out in Houston, Texas. She got a whole apartment building. It's like ten units. She Airbnb all ten of them. Yeah, it's Shout nine. Of them. It. She, she Airbnb <laughs> nine of them. It's ten of them. She Airbnb nine of them. Like, At the same so look, time. Oh.
2: <laughs> so let me be clear. Shout out to the D nine as a whole. I definitely respect all of the sororities, but it's I'm just nothing it. like the. Is nothing like the women of Delta Sigma Theta. Like, it's it's a different unction about they self that I appreciate, and I, I would be remiss not to point that out.
0: Big facts, big facts. Man, we appreciate you coming through. Like we said, we, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be right here on stream, y'all. Right
2: here. Yeah. Right here with
0: y'all. And
2: I do it again.
0: Yeah, you're going to do it again. It's, 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 I, I, Heard I'm, you. Yeah, you're gonna do the game yourself or something. I
2: heard you. I'm not definitely gonna be oh. present. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, you know you can find us. We on uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, always press record TV, nobody grinds like us, network. Black American. You, huh? Oh, I was gonna say
2: you forgot to mention that you on bam. Make sure y'all download the app, Black American Market. Yeah. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at Black American Market, and you can follow me at mb the Because they was finna forget to say that they was on there as well. To
1: say it, I wouldn't go for it.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I wouldn't go for it.
2: I had it in okay, my, my head. Okay, yeah. my bad. You had it in your head. My bad. Look me, at let tech me support.
1: Look tray. at the, look at the banner Look at tech support. I see.
0: You, I see you going to do this, but we going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> it <laughs> yeah yeah we was on it for sure for sure. yeah make sure y'all follow black american market on instagram for sure, man and then head to black american market dot net too if you on your pc or your mac so you gotta just go up on there and you know go to black american dot net matter of fact we're gonna pull it up Hey, make sure y'all
2: copy our t-shirts too we got a couple left
0: net. you know what i'm saying you're gonna go to the about page right here you know what i'm saying 20 old army veteran from detroit michigan look at it right there bam. Bam. bam black american market you know what i'm saying you didn't know tech support could put your website up on the screen like that we do all type of shit over here at 1409 you know what i'm saying
2: hey we appreciate tech support
0: they say y'all got y'all a real
2: one
0: yeah tech support them boys, I don't know who them boys are, but them boys be doing things. Boy. Shout out
1: Jim and I you, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> them boys be getting it in, but here, yeah. Oh God! Follow us on Instagram, fourteen oh nine podcast. Everything, fourteen oh nine podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit like
1: that. All oh, that shit.
0: Follow me on all Instagram, eight four three ambassador on Instagram shop with express hit the link in my bio on my personal instagram and shop with express if you if you didn't know you missed a the sale they had the whole store online 50% off for cyber monday and it rolled into tuesday but wednesday it just says up to 50% off now so you know what i'm saying you should have got it beforehand
2: got it. i don't like
0: that <laughs> hey it'll be back but yeah back again <laughs> <It'll be> back. <laughs> for sure shout to shot out here in the comments tonight you know what i'm saying my boy shout out here Bubba raw
1: yes sir shout to guala Meets world yeah man you know how to follow me man on ig at guala meets world make sure y'all tap into the music on all the streaming platforms speaking of the uh streaming platforms man big shout out to spotify it's like one of the coolest things for like uh you know inspiring artists upcoming artists what they do man I just posted like my uh, Spotify wrap-up, what they call it. So uh, a big appreciation and shout-out to all the uh, supporters who've been rocking with me on Spotify, man. I did over uh, 100 hours of listening this year. You know what I'm saying? Got over 800, you know what I'm saying, listeners, over like 2,000 streams, you know what I'm saying, touched in 27 countries. So a uh, big shout-out to the people that rock with me on uh, Spotify. Keep listening, you know what I'm
2: saying? Hey, put me on the track. I'm I'm low-key a trapper I was finna say I'm low-key a trapper
0: wow I'm low-key a rapper you
2: low-key a player I'm a lover I'm a lover I ain't no player
0: for sure for sure All right, y'all it's the 1409 podcast where's the button at and we out (laughs)
3: Yeah. yeah 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 yeah